Jules, I, I, I did sit on my mute button for like the last five minutes. So they're not going to be too many reactions. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> well, just, we'll just, I'll just, we'll, we'll do something. Um, yeah. Do you want me to redo some of that? How much are we missing? So, I don't know. I don't know. But we'll just put this bit as the funny intro. Okay. <laughs> I'll just put some like background music in the whole bit where you were supposed to be responding and then you didn't. And I'm sure we <laughs> put, put crickets or something. We rate the dads. 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 Dads, I'm Daddy. I'm Julia. And I'm gonna rate some dads. And today Jules' dad is. Uh, I'm actually gonna rate three dads from a Korean drama called Ooh. 100 Days My Prince. A uh, great title, oh. I know. Daddy, who are you gonna rate? I'm gonna rate the dads of. Um, oh gosh, what's her name? Ah! Okay, I have to go back. Um, let me find out. I've got all my notes. It's it's the dads. It's two dads from a dead gin in Cairo. Uh, the the main character's name is Fatima El Sharawi. I mm-hmm. butchered that. Um, and uh, it's just a short novella by uh, P. DeJelly Clark. Uh, it's a so like a short a short novella. Yeah. It's like a, a short story or piece. like. 45 pages. Okay, so like a novel, yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. I don't know anything yeah. about this. This is all going to be new to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just in a, like a slight aside that I'm probably going to cut out. Who's going first? You'll go first. I oh, go I'm first going. Time. Okay, cool. All right, in which case, Korean drama time. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to, to do this, apart from the fact that I haven't done and watched or read anything else with any dads in in the last two weeks um is that i just wanted to like summarize the plot for you because i think you'll find this hilarious i never really told you okay. what the thing was so um there's a set in the joseon period which as we all know is like 500 years long with no specific time frame for the actual tv show so it could be any period of time it's not it's not hoang because that's different that yeah that's right. that's a lot earlier yeah this is this is yeah. later this is more like um you know prince sparkles time period kind of thing uh, you know sparkles. what i mean nobody else knows yeah, what i mean yeah. but you know what i mean right um yeah so the uh crown prince of korea is married to a woman that he really doesn't like because she's the daughter okay. of some schemey guy and he doesn't like the schemey guy and so therefore he does not like his wife by association which I feel is a little bit prejudiced, but it's his prerogative. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so he's not slept with her. And all of the ministers are complaining that he has not slept with his wife. And it's like okay. imbalanced. What? <laughs> they all know. Can you roleplay this? Can you roleplay this for me? Can you be a minister, please? Be like, Prince, Your Highness, I need you to bone your wife. Can you roleplay? Yeah. I, I I mean they're a little bit more circumspect than that. They're just like you need to you need to balance yin and yang is the exact phrasing that they use. Um, 
your energies are out of line, Prince. You've got too much yang energy. Oh, and not, not, just, not just his energies, but the energies of the entire country, which has led to a drought. Oh. And this is a big problem for the country. Wow. So they're like, you need to bone your wife, not only for yourself, but also for the country. Do your duties there. Okay. Um, so, and then, so he wants to get out of this. So he says, yeah. there must be many people who are unmarried and also have unbalanced yin and yang. I shall decree that any unmarried bachelor or spinster over the age of 20 needs to get married in the next month or they'll get flogged oh, okay. 100 times. He's just passing this, this, this shit show on to somebody else. Indeed. Okay. Oh, don't worry. Um, then all this, you know, scheming happens. Um, the, uh, like dad of the crown princess kind of wants to get rid of him because she's pregnant from somebody else <gasps> shock horror and he doesn't want it to get out and he thinks oh if i'm kill if i murder the crown prince then everybody will just assume that it's his kid and then um, my grandchild will soon will become king eventually basically is his plan I feel like this is a difficult mountain to climb as a father. Just, like, admit defeat, really, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, well... What is... What... How... Who does she get pregnant with? Oh, you find that out much later, but that's, like... That's juicy plot details, but that's not really dad-related. Okay. I can... I can wind it in when I write her dad, but I'll do that in. Um, Okay. uh, Anyway, so he's, like, out going to this, like rain ceremony or something or whatever he's got to show the royal face you know with his guard and like a bunch of lackeys and they all get attacked and um uh he and his guard manage to like escape slightly but they're getting chased down by assassins and then they swap clothes so that they think that his guard is the prince and that he's just somebody else and he runs away uh the guard does he lose his memory he hits his head on a rock and loses his memory and then he gets <laughs> gets taken in by uh the dad of the main female character um who like nurses him back to health and persuades him that he's her fiance that's been away for five years in the military um and that you know he needs to marry his daughter because the daughter his daughter doesn't want to get married due to the degree and she's about to get flogged a hundred times. <laughs> so it comes back to bite him in the ass, basically. Why do they think he's the fiance? Um, they, they, they don't. She, she's kind of lied to everybody that she's engaged, so she doesn't have to b- oh. b- marry this like skanky old lord and become his like fifth concubine or whatever. Um, oh. And then she's she's trying to like delay a delaying tactic until her time runs out, so she can figure out what she's gonna do about the situation and okay smart and the the guy that they are pretending he is actually did exist and her dad knows him so he's her dad's lying to her and telling her oh it's the guy that i told you about and lying to him and being like oh. you're this guy and you're engaged to my daughter and then she has to lie to him because everybody thinks they actually know each other and that they're actually properly engaged so she's to lie to him and be like yeah don't you remember all of this stuff that we did wink wink nudge nudge you have to marry me or otherwise i'm gonna die kind of thing okay yeah um there's there's a lot of like stupid right. shenanigans um i have spe- got a good a good overview of the plot i can imagine the shenanigans yeah, uh, yeah. but who are these dads we've, we've come across two dads we've got a schemey dad we've got the heroine's dad yeah so um there's also 
the king, who is obviously the dad of the crown prince as well. Yeah. And then the heroine, her dad, that's like the like dad character in the story, is actually a, her adoptive father. And she did have another dad who was murdered a long time ago. But I'm going to put him down as Flatliner because he like shows up to die and then he dies and that's it. Was he, was he like a lord or something? Oh yeah, of course. Secretly of course. Okay. Yeah, secretly she's the nobility. Well, it's not. Secretly she's the So it's fine she marries as the prince. Uh, so give us give us a load out of these dads. Her 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 birth father is a just is a flatliner. Yeah, he seems fine, but all you see is him getting murdered right. as the what king the tries to take king? the throne, and he's like getting rid of all the people that might stand up against him as you know I'm taking the throne th- business. Um, okay. And she and her brother uh, managed to run away, but they were going to get murdered as well, and they split up, and she uh, gets taken in by this like very nice um like he's a widower and his wife died um yeah and he's yeah and he looks after her and raises her as best he can um and they're like nice little family um and then her brother uh Mm. kind of is trying to get the people chasing them off the trail and he gets captured by the schemey dad because the schemey dad was helping the king become the king um and ends up having to work for him spoilers he's the father of the crown princess kid (gasps) (laughs) okay (laughs) well so it's like 12th night where there's the brother and a sister and they're seducing kind of like kind of kind of yeah i mean i don't think it's based on that but there's definitely some some parallels there's not very much cross-dressing so. It's just hijinks, you know? It's like, oh, the brother, the brother's been porking the crown <laughs> prince's wife. Yeah. Um, oh it was, I think, actually really well done, because a lot of, like, kind of these kind of smolty, romancy, like, hijinks kind of shows then sort of start to end up being just a bunch Perhaps. of filler in the middle. But they don't, they, they paced it really well. It's, it was the ninth ever highest rated Korean drama. So Shit, you should watch it. Was it was good. Boys I over do- flowers. Probably boys over flowers. That's not like. Um, although I didn't actually <laughs> check. This is just according to Wikipedia. It has the ninth highest okay. ratings. Anyway. Oh. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, Dad. The um. I want to start with the king because I feel like he kind of does the most like interesting stuff. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So. Him and his son, the Crown Prince, have a really bad relationship, mostly because yeah. he made the Crown Prince marry uh, the Crown Princess, who's the daughter of the schemey guy, and he, the Crown Prince hates the schemey guy because mm. he blames him for a bunch of stuff that happened when he was a kid, um, and he blames his dad also, and he doesn't want to be really be Crown Prince, and his dad obviously took the throne, so he's in a position that he wouldn't have been, like, Oh, does that make sense? So. He became king after he remembers a time when he wasn't the crown prince. Yeah, because he was about, I think he was about like eight or nine. They have flashback scenes um, when yeah. the coup happened and he ended up getting put into that role. Um, and his mom got murdered Shit. after the, uh, just after the coup because uh, I think she was like politically inconvenient for the king. And he didn't order anything. He's like a, he, he's a bit of a patsy, to be honest. He's not super schemey okay. the king but the um schemey yeah. guy who's basically like the main like the head minister or whatever you know like the, the most in charge guy uh, uh-huh. 
of the court. The Jafar. Um, the yeah, Jafar the, Jaf- of, the Jafar. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. uh, so we think he murdered her, although it's never, like, officially confirmed, but it, you're like, it's definitely, it was definitely him. He definitely ordered that okay. assassination or whatever. Okay. So, yeah. kind of, they're kind of very much uh, at odds, but the king is trying, like, I don't think this is like a, we can kind of blame him for all of this sort of stuff. I think he got, a lot of it he kind of got pushed into by this bigger personality, and now he's just trying to do his best with the situation that he's been given. He's not really great at it, um, and he's, like, consumed by stress because, you know, being a king is stressful. Um, but I think a lot of the choices that he makes sort of, like, at the beginning and before, at the beginning of, like, when he became king, is trying to protect his son, and his son doesn't realize that or appreciate it. Um, and they have a okay. big blowout fight before he um, goes missing, and his dad thinks he's dead after that, so he's like... Oh, my son hates me, and then he died, and I never got to, like, reconcile with him. Oh, okay. Um, Does he have a spare? Does he have a spare boy? He has a second son from, like, his new wife. Okay. Um, And they almost make him the crown prince, because, ever, like, the, they think the crown prince is dead, and they, the guy brought back the body of the um, bodyguard after it had all started, like, they went and found it after it all got, like, started to decay, and they, Ew, nobody okay. could recognize it. It was really gross, actually. Um, yeah. Um, and they were like, it was in the crown prince's clothes. So everybody was like, yeah, that must be oh. him. He's been missing for like <gasps> two weeks and there's like a dead body and it's in his clothes. It's put two, two together. Robin Hobb vibes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, and what was I going with that? Oh yeah. With I mean, not as tragic. Not as tragic. <laughs> Anyway, I think I want like the king after so the the crown prince eventually regains his memories and like gets taken back to the palace. In fact, actually, he gets found and taken back to the palace before he regains his memories and he slowly starts to regain them um, when he's there and he like finds his old diary and stuff. Um, and when he comes back, the the scheming guy, the Jafar guy, um, is all really nice to him and like looks after him so the crown prince thinks that he's his friend and he assumes that the pregnant crown princess kid is actually his kid and he's like well what do i do i like fell in love with this other woman that i got married to really awkwardly and now i'm back in the palace and i've got to i guess i've just got to do my duty and be like there for her <laughs> i don't Uh, polygamous like that's the one yeah I mean he, he probably could do that but she would have said no like we, we get a feel for her personality she's not she's not about sharing or being less than the most important person in his life so um yeah uh, well I don't think he would it's a romance. Yeah. Well, I think that I was going to say, after the, the prince comes back and he's like slowly regaining his memory, the king starts to actually work on some of the mistakes he made in the past. And he's like trying to figure out what the scheming guy is up to and like get rid of him to protect every protect his son and um, to like make amends for what he did in the past. So I reckon mm, he's still not 
complex. Yeah, he kind of like right at the end, he like kind of like just abdicates without letting his son know in advance, and he's like, "Hi, you're the king now. You can do a better job than me." And I'm like, "Oh, that was maybe not a wise choice." <laughs> but okay, <laughs> you go for that. Um, yeah, so complex, I think. And then we've got uh, Hong Shim, who's the, the main female character. Um, her adoptive dad. Yeah, he's called Yon. They don't give him a first name. That's, they just give him his last name. So, I don't know. Um, and he's lovely. He, like, really cares about Hong Shib so much. He's like, does all of this stuff to try and protect her and make sure that she can kind of make her own choices. Um, and he backs her up when she doesn't want to marry the old guy. And then he finds her fiancé. I mean, she doesn't want to marry the old guy um, with amnesia, because why not? Um, and his... After that point, though, he starts to, like, take more and more um, on the crown prince's side. Although he doesn't know he's the crown prince, he just knows he's some, like, random noble dude that he has amnesia that he's lying to. Because he feels bad about lying to him. And he also feels slightly like his adoptive dad as well because he, like, nursed him back to health. And now he's like, my two children who are married are fighting. Whose side do I take? I feel really guilty about lying to one of them, so I'm going to take his side all the time. Um... Um, a lot, well, the prince is a complete idiot in the real world, and he gets, um, roped into taking out a loan by a loan shark, and buying lots of nice stuff for the house, because he's like, this place is filthy and disgusting, and I need, like, silken pillows. Of course. <laughs> and, um, she's obviously extremely mad about the fact that they're going to be in massive debt, and they can't, they can't afford to pay back. Um, and her dad's like... Okay, yeah, he's kind of useless, but also, like, maybe don't be so harsh on him. He has amnesia. Uh, it's fine. I'll go do stuff and fix it. And, you know. Um, so, like, he's not like, you're wrong and he's right. It's more just like, be, be, be nice to each other and, like, don't hurt him. He's just, just slowly recovering from all of his injuries. And, yeah, um, kind of vibe. But I, honestly, I think he's kind of valid, to be honest. Um, on the basis of, uh, I don't know, just, like, looking after both of them and looking after her interests and putting her, like, choices first most of the time. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can find one. Okay, right. Finally, Schemey Dad. Um, Schemey Dad... Up until a certain point, I felt like, oh, yeah, you're actually yeah. trying to help out your daughter. He also yeah. has a son who's, like, the useless comic relief, who I kind of love. He's great. Um, oh, nice. uh, You know, he, he gets drunk with one of the other kind of side characters all the time, and he, like, accidentally lets slip stuff that happened in the palace that he shouldn't have told people about. And um, the, like, Chinese ambassador comes around, and they have to, like, look after his kids, and he, and he takes the kid out to the market and they're playing hooky from what they're supposed to do and the kid goes missing and right. he's like, oh no, shit, I've lost the Chinese ambassador's kid. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So for that child, I don't think he's been very good at actually teaching him any kind of level of responsibility. Like, he let him cheat on the exam to get into, like, the, like, the civil service and hasn't shown him any of the consequences of his actions. And I feel like the daughter is the golden child that he's like, 
I've, I've made you the princess and you're going to give me a kid that's going to be king and like I've given you all of this stuff. He'll take care of your, he'll, he'll take care of your brother, sweetie. That's all, that's your job. You just got to make sure your fucking stupid brother lives. You understand? Yeah. I think he's like, okay. uh, he, I think he thinks he's doing her a favor and making her life great by giving her power because that's what he wants. But she obviously yeah. doesn't want it. She's in love with somebody else and, um, doesn't want this like pressure of having to uh i guess make the crown prince fall in love with her or whatever mm. um mm -hmm. so okay not not doing a great job there and then towards the end um he kind of tries i think maybe to redeem himself perhaps in the eyes of the tv show that's what he's trying to do he steals the king's seal and like makes a document saying you're gonna pardon all of my family because he's got okay. found out um but the king just like looks at him and he's like you think i'm gonna do what this thing that you forged says after he's kind of <laughs> executed and he tries to arrest the crown princess but i think she gets saved they do show you later on they were like oh cliffhanger is she gonna die or not and then like at the end mm -hmm. you're like she's clearly not dead otherwise you would have shown us that and then you see her like like one year later Living in a nice little with a baby, living in a nice little house in the woods, you know. Aww. Nice. Okay, so complex. Um, I mean, I I think that's kind of the one redeeming thing he does. I think the rest of the time it's kind of it's a bit just no. He he doesn't have any faith in his yeah. son, and he treats him like he's an idiot, and but just doesn't teach him the consequences of accident and try to improve him and help him get better and he <laughs> treats his daughter like she should be best at everything and that she's disappointed when she doesn't succeed put her on a pedestal yeah okay just no just no and he, and he has a favorite which i think we've already established is extremely just no behavior oh yeah okay so what about what about the uh this the the adoptive father did we have a rating for him i said uh valid because he okay. like puts her uh, needs first, oh, yeah. except for the occasional argument with her sort of fake so husband. The dad, the brother, he dies. Sorry. Oh. They had him pegged down for death. I had him pegged down for death from like the second episode. Well, no, actually, no, that's he's not true. Nice. You only find out he's the brother a little bit later. You just think he's an evil assassin, dude. From the second episode, oh. when I knew he was the brother, I was like, yeah, he's gonna die. Um, he's gonna die. Okay. Yeah. He had this like extremely loyal friend who I thought was gonna save the day. Maybe I was like, oh, maybe they're gonna have him come in and save the day. But no, they didn't. Um, and I, I was sad. So. Does the extremely loyal friend raise his baby for him? They don't show you what happens to him after the in the one year later bit. They show you a bunch of the characters, but they don't show you him. I was like kind of obsessed with him because I was like, "What's this guy's deal? Did he like save your life? Is this have you like pledged to like help him out until you've repaid the debt? Like, where's the backstory for this? Yeah, also that. Um, like he helped him cover up the fact that the crown prince was still alive when the schemy uncle thought that he might not have actually been dead, and they both worked for the schemy uncle. So he was like, you putting uh, you above your employer. Just, yeah, I needed to know that, yeah, but they didn't show me. Maybe maybe if it's based on a book, maybe that was a romance or a, an implied thing and they couldn't put it in the TV. Show. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so we've got covered all the dads. Yeah. Uh, tragically, brother doesn't make it into being a dad. I don't think it counts if you're... Yeah, you can't... I mean, 
I guess, like, a flatliner in quite the literal sense of the word. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, yeah. unfortunately. Sad. But it was, oh, no. it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. Tell me about nice, your book. Nice, nice, nice. Mm. Okay. Uh, let me... Okay, so it's... Um, give you a bit of background uh it's it's in cairo it's set in egypt but there was like this i don't know what year it is i think it's like 1930s 1920s yeah that kind of like 20s. classic egyptologist kind of era that we took in sure yeah. sure but there's a slight twist on it there's some weirdo magician guy who bored a hole into like another dimension a bunch of like Jins and Afrits and angels and what's it's got out. And they're cool. carrying around the now magic's real. Um and then the Egypt's Egyptians use this magic to tell all the Europeans to fuck off, which is fair enough. Good for them. <laughs> Get out of my country and you're like fair. This happens historically. Okay, so this is like And the book follows the the magic background. and the jinns and stuff, they came out of this portal like a long time before the nineteen twenties, is that what you're saying? Maybe like ten years ago. Okay, so know. just like just uh, slightly prior. Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, I'd say like maybe beginning of the twentieth century. Okay, so the timeline is not too know. different than what it would have otherwise been. Did World War One happen? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think World War One has happened. Oh, ouch! Ooh. Which case, that would that would make sense. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. It was obviously not really relevant to the plot then. No. Um, it's just, I mean, there was background, but it was such a good book. I was kind of like, I want to find out what happens, you know? Yeah, cool. I'll go back and read it. And then they'll be like, oh, no, I was wrong. It's set in the 1950s. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Okay. But we're following the special investigator. So, uh, with the Egyptian Ministry of Alchemy Enchantments and Supernatural Entities. So she's like a special investigator. Um, and there's this dead djinn. It's like, okay. as it says in the book, he's dead. So kind of like classic noir sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, classic noir. Yeah. And she is a partner, Assam Sharif, who um, is like a regular policeman. He's not a special magician or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's just a regular. He's kind of an old grouchy kind of like, uh, I think he grew up in pre the magic and stuff like that. He remembers a time without magic. Mm. And He's very grumpy about it. He's not. He's not a fan. Uh, but yeah, so there's a dead gin and they're investigating it. Um, uh, the inspector Assam. Okay, I can do him first. He's a. He is a dad. Mm-hmm. You find out that he has a daughter. He's not. Um, he's not. Yeah, he's not politically correct, shall we say. Like in the book, they describe him as being like a type of man. This is from the main character's point of view, Fatima. Fatima's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. This could be a unreliable, unreliable narrator, but um, she says that it's the kind of man who, despite their professed modernity, was still uncomfortable working alongside a woman. Um, and uh, sort of, he makes he makes some quite sexual comments so, about the gin because he's like naked. He's like, wow, that's a big dick. <laughs> So he's like um, he's, talking about stuff in the right way and then not actually doing it. He talks, talk, but not all. Uh, I think he's like, oh, I don't have a problem with women. I don't have a problem with women. I just wish they didn't have periods. <laughs> you know? uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so not, n- uh, yeah. 
uh, it's like you don't have a problem with the idea of women. It's more like I don't know. It, I think he just has some unconscious bias. Yeah. Um, and people do. He's an old man. Anyway, I'll describe what she's wearing because it's pretty cool. She's got like a light gray suit complete with a matching vest, chartreuse tie, a red on white pinstripe shirt. Um, she picked it up in the English district uh, and had it specially tailored for her small frame. And she's got like a, a walking cane with a like a black steel uh, silver pommel lion's head. That so, sounds sharp. I, I like her sharp. sense of style. Chartreuse tie. Um, I love the fact that they're like, this is a very specific shade of green yeah. that we're going with. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and she wears that. It's pretty cool. You're like, this lady is cool. Um... Uh, and then she looks pretty unusual. She says she picks this outfit because, I don't know, she read an article about some English guy being like, ooh, this is all these exotic um, outfits and stuff like that when they were talking about, I don't know, just a headscarf. Yeah. <laughs> like these typical English plunkers. And she was like, she was like, uh, she's like, so I wanted to look exotic. <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's much better. It's much funnier in the book. I'm not explaining it well. But whatever. Back to a scene. Okay. So, um, he kind of asks her about why she wanted to, why she wanted to come to the city and stuff like that. And they have a conversation. Uh, and he says, like, uh, I have a daughter who's 21, just three years younger than you and still not married. The thought of her walking unveiled in these streets like some low-caste factory woman. The men you meet out there are filthy-minded. Uh, <laughs> and then the main character's like, Filthy-minded. <laughs> um, I think obviously because he's, you know, made some sexual comments earlier. Yeah. He's like, so he's not just prejudiced, like, even if it's unconsciously prejudiced against women, he's also, you know, against, like, poor people or whatever. And he's like, yeah. yeah. He's, just, he's, he's just a bit... He's not... He doesn't uh, seem entirely comfortable he, with a lot of stuff. I think it's just stuff's moved very fast for him and he hasn't really got used to it and um, he's very on the defensive, you know? You know mm -hmm. that kind of... Yeah. That kind of thing. He's not got used to it. He thinks everything's changed and he's like, well, I like the way things used to be because it was fine for me. Yeah. Like, nah, but it wasn't fine for everybody else. Maybe we should change it slightly. He's like, but I liked it. Yeah, he's got to get used to it. Does he get used to it by the end of the and book? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's only 45 pages, George. Well, I want a very steep character arc. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, no. I mean, he's sort of alright with it, I guess. He, uh, but I don't know. Uh, maybe they'll write more and he'll have a proper character arc. But I think it's just... I mean, he did also... I mean, magic is now real for, for everybody. Mm. Uh, but I imagine if... Imagine it's like growing up with, like, when the internet happens. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Except it can set people on fire. Anyway, um, and then he sort of says, had I named my daughter after the prophet's own peace be upon him, I would want her to honor that. Uh, and then the main character, Fatma, says, it's good then that I'm not your daughter. Um, and she says, my father is a watchsmith. He gave me this watch when I left home. Uh, and that uh, Cairo was fast. I needed to keep the time. And he said that he'd been there when he was younger and he would tell me stories about how cool it was, how cool the magic was, or the magical creatures and stuff like that. Mm. And he, she says that when I tested for the ministry, so this is the magic ministry that she got into, he was the proudest man in our village, and now he brags to anyone who will listen that his daughter Fatma, who lives in the city, he still dreams about. Um, he sees that 
as bringing blessings upon the prophet. Peace be upon him. And um, <laughs> and then Asam says, fine, then I'll, I'll leave you upholding your family's good name to your father. Uh, yeah. Uh, so okay. that's, that's kind of like the last convert they have. So, um, so it's like kind of contrasting like yeah. two different ways of looking at things, like her dad's and his kind of approach. Yeah, yeah. her dad is like ready to see the wonder in it and like, uh, encourages his daughter to like reach for this new age mm-hmm. and push herself and like pursue her dreams and then you have this dad who's a bit like more conservative mm-hmm. and more worried about his daughter being safe and like getting married and stuff like that I think they um, I think they both have valid points like I think parents should look out for their children when they're younger um, and mm-hmm. try to keep them safe and educate them about the world especially it's like dangers um, but at the same time, you have to, like, let people experience things. Yeah. And, like, grow as a person and follow their dreams or, like, help them to do that, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like, as well, if he's wanting to have to get married, he's got, like, a specific... Fatima, Fatima's job is exceptionally dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I could understand maybe if you worked in an industry and you knew that it was very dangerous yeah. to not want your child to also yeah. follow you into that. Um, but it does sound like yeah. he's got and a specific he's, he's an view of what... So he will be visiting crime scenes and mm. stuff like that. So he'll be a lot more aware of the dangers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that he's probably just no complex, really. Like, he's... Um, but but who knows? This yeah. may be a turning point for him. And I would say that for Fatima's dad, I would say he's, he's probably pretty valid, I would say. Yeah. I think we'd have to, like... Do you ever see the inspector interact with his daughter or you just hear about it secondhand from him? You just hear about it secondhand. Mm. So I think you'd have to like see what her perspective was on it because mm. the same point of view that he's expressing could either be kind of complex, like he's yeah. trying to do the right thing and they can appreciate that even if it's not necessarily or it showing them their full agency or whatever. Or it could be just no because they're like really, yeah. you know, rubbing against it and they're not communicating properly. So... And her watch saves the day in the end, the watch that her dad gave her, so I think that makes them better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give your daughter a cool thing and then it helps save her life. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how yeah. intentional that was, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty much everything. It's only a really short book. I just, I had really fun, I had good fun reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does sound good. And I thought everybody else should try it. I want to read it as well. I've got so many things to read, but I think I'll have to add it to my list. It's only 45 pages. Yeah. I, I think it was like 70p. Take me and 20 fun. minutes. Maybe more than that. Yeah. Maybe like 45 minutes. I think it took me like half an hour, 20 minutes. Mm, so. Cool. Uh, lovely. <laughs> uh, thank you for introducing me to a new thing uh, that I've never heard of before. Cool. Um, all right. All right. Uh, thank you everybody for listening as well. And um, you can find us on Twitter at WeRateTheDads. You can email us. Yeah. dads at gmail.com. Um, you can... Oh, yeah. Review us on iTunes, give us five stars because you know we're great. Um, and yeah, see you in two weeks. Bye. All right, then. Bye.